Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Matchball. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. There's a 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, you all right? Dan here with Michael and Moscow. I'm all right. I'm yeah. all right. We've, I've just realised we've got Moscow's camera at Rob Height. <laughs> oh, yeah. Should, <laughs> should we leave him like that? He's very much... Um... <laughs> oh, there we go. He's fine. I think it might even be Phil Height. Um yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, cheers for jo- joining us on the live stream. If you are a TSB Plus member, say something about Levi's Listers, Michael, and then I'll just adjust the camera while you do that. Do you know someone, someone actually, when I walked back from the uh, the grounds here, someone called me and asked me if I knew any good solicitors. And do you know what I said to him? No. I said, I do, but I can't remember the name of them. Uh, normally Dan does that bit, but then he's right. It's Levi's Listers. And you can get a discount, can't you? Levi'sListers.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Oh, yeah, you can do all sorts on there as well. Lo- loads of legal services, Will's Probate Conveyancing. Good. Among others. Um, endless list endless list well actually it's not an endless list that's a lie there is a limited it's list it's a finite it's amount a, of it's legal a, but services it's a, very, it's a very good list anyway would they um, be able to sort out the disputes in Leeds United versus Preston nicely done Moscow well done touchy affair wasn't it I think my takeaway feeling from that is that as a Preston you are fully entitled to approach these games as you like and to shit houses and you know rough us up kick us about cause trouble whatever it might be but it does mean if we win, like by a ninety-fifth minute penalty, we can rub it in your faces. It's the it's the right way to win a game like that, isn't it? Yeah, just scoring on seventieth minute, added another in injury time, boring. Not what you want. Yeah, as the game dwindled, I was kind of hoping more and more that we would get something like that because of how sweet it would be. And I think there was a a point where you would question whether Leeds had that in us. Mm. Yes, um, and a point where you'd question whether we had it in us to come back from going a goal down in the first 20 seconds or whatever that was. It was quick, um, wasn't it? Yeah, but we uh, we seem to be pretty good at this now. Yeah. I, I, you can sort of judge these games by how much you shout fuck off when the winning goal goes in. <laughs> we, were, we were just saying before we started. You have, happy, you have happy goals sometimes, don't you? But yeah. your first thought is, yeah, 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 we scored a goal, but is that when you go, fuck off, ah, yeah. ah, fuck off, keeper, not wasting time now, fuck off, <laughs> all of you, you fouled him some point, fuck off. Yeah, that was exactly me. You two were celebrating about that. Fuck off! Grown up. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, um, there was that chance that Bamford had quite late on when he went through. Or he was, I should have maybe threaded it through to James. I think he might have tried to do it. I couldn't quite tell from the angle that I was at either way. But yeah, and you thought, oh, this is the match winner. And then I think their defender made an interception and it went out for the corner and they were celebrating like a match winning tackle. And I thought, all for nothing. Really hope we score now. There was a lot of that going on. There was something, I couldn't quite work out what Furpo's deal was before the penalty was taken because it almost looked like one of our coaching staff was holding him back from uh, Preston's bench and then when the 
penalty was scored, um, Roden and Ampadu both running to the bench rather than celebrating in the uh, northeast corner where everyone else was, straight to Furpo to give him a big um, hug for some reason. I don't know if he was kind of, they wanted to just run to the bench and he was the first, just the first person there and was in the way. Um, it was quite funny watching him because I hadn't seen what started all that, but from then until um, a lot of the rest of the game, he was like an, an extra coach. We had um, Junior Furpo was joined the the coaching staff, which is um, leadership qualities, which we'd never really seen from uh, Junior before, or if, or if he's been displaying them, we've not been uh, noticing. Spite, as Darren says in the YouTube comments, is half the fun of being a football fan. It, it absolutely. absolutely is. Because yeah. it's one of the few arenas in which you can revert to being a horrible <laughs> child, basically, isn't it? Some would say I'm, I do it more than I should. I, I can, so what exactly did you do? Just walk us through that, that winning goal moment. Because I started, I think, because the lads in front of me had gone. So I started, as my dad had gone, obviously. Obviously, yeah. 75 minutes. But as soon as they, their opening goal. Yeah, yeah I'm off that, now. I'll knock it on the head. Enough. But I, just, I, was, I gave a little bit of a, a bang to the seat in front. Did that, a little bit of seat banging. Not that robust, I don't think. Um, then I looked to where the goal was being celebrated down in the northeast corner. And then, like you said, I immediately started just flinging, <laughs> flinging V's around. I mean, I'm a million, million miles from the away fans. I'm about, <laughs> and I'm, they can't hear you. I'm as far away as you could be. And I, also, I'm, I'm at the back of the cop. No, none of their players can hear me either. But I was doing it for my own entertainment. <laughs> just shouting stuff. Absolutely but it was, it was great. And it was, it was deserved, wasn't it? It yeah. was deserved. What are, the stat, what are the stats say? That's always a good, interesting... It was deserved. Like 20 shots, wasn't it? Or well, they, had, had. they had the goal and they had that one that Melee made a really good save on. I don't think there was anything else, was there? They had about 20 minutes in the second half where they seemed to be playing more football than I would have liked. It wasn't one of the games like uh, Cardiff where we just had the ball and kept it. Mm. Um, I think Cardiff had 10 minutes before half-time. Mm. Um, and Peterborough as well, there was going into half-time there. It was kind of good that Bamford scored so early in the second half. So they had a bit of that in the second half when um, you were looking for, uh, I think, Changes in midfield to get us kind of back on top would have helped. But then I think uh, Farker decided he did his thing of waiting and waiting and waiting and not making any changes and then going just like, fuck it, more strikers. Mm. He put Pirro on in mid, like midfield, wasn't it? Sort of a deep, almost like a, well, I think a, a he's, deeper withdrawn number 10. Yeah, I think he was basically a, a 10 um, with Rutter and Bamford at the front too. But I think Groif would, would have been well within his rights to go like, can, can, can I have some help? So mm. Pirro would drop back to help him out because that's what slightly baffled me is that we essentially sacrificed the midfielder for a more attacking player but it worked so. but it's all good because I mean we also had it meant Ampadu has no problem stepping out of defence and being alongside yeah. Graf and then Graf like, would Graf Grief changing his name so often from Groof to Graf to Groif but you are correct by the way because I had that exact same thing I made a mental note it was about the hour mark when if, and you can see it on the momentum graph I'm just looking at it now um, it started to swing back in their favour because I think from equalising up until Basically, yeah, just shy of the hour mark. We did that kind of knock it around thing, didn't we? It, it reverted to type for a bit. And then they they had it for a bit. And I thought, oh, this is new and interesting and different. We came out strong in the second half as well, to the yeah. extent that we were, what, five, ten minutes in and they were faking injuries and stuff to slow the game down. Like the keeper had a mysterious thing where he went, oh, I'm just going to have a, a little rest. And then not have a rest because it looked like we were carrying on. But then he decided to have a rest anyway. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then a minute later, the, there was a quite a weak free kick given... Because one of their players cleared it. It was it was barely a foul, but he stayed down for a while as well, trying obviously just trying to slow it and turn the momentum a little bit. So it felt like there was they realised the issue at that point. They were like, "Oh yeah. shit, we need to just we need to 
start shit, I was in a I bit I was going to say, it's interesting, again, just go back to the momentum graph, that they had that big spell of pressure and then we made the subs and then for the final 10 minutes plus injury time, it was all us, apart mm-hmm. from that, you know, obviously the late wobble after the goal because you've got to then you know, show up shop, haven't you? But it was all completely, it looked like they'd settled for, because they took off that winger who was causing problems for Archie Gray in the away game. Oh, they? did he go off? I think he went off. Was it? What, what was his name? Miller. Yeah, he went off and, and at that point, I, 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 mean, I don't know enough about Preston to know if it's true, but it looked like I thought if they're taking him off and he's their big problem causer, then maybe this is where they're settled for it and they're trying to now preserve the draw. And but because it, it invited us on, didn't it? And we did they preserve the draw? I can't remember. Um, until uh, the ninety fourth fifth minute, I think I checked at that point and it was still one one. Good, <laughs> but not for much. Their longer. manager's not happy either, which is good. Is he crying? Yeah, because it shouldn't have been a penalty. He thinks he it shouldn't have been a penalty. Um, yeah, he says uh, it, there were a number of things that shouldn't have been given. Oh, Preston match leads. Nice. Fair result was one one. Right. Yeah, he thinks Roden committed a foul in the build-up to that and then he thinks the ball has come off uh, the player's body onto his hand. And I haven't seen the Roden foul, but the... I hope he's right. Um, the ball did come off his body onto his hand, but from the one replay I saw, but um, that was why it was handball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I if, it, if it deflected off you, it's not, is well, it? it? Depends, well, it depends if it's deflected off you, as in it's been twatted at you and it comes off your leg and bounces. But if you've controlled it onto your own hand it's a, yeah. different, it's a different matter his hand is well away from his body and the ball is on the way into the penalty area into a dangerous situation um, so I think I, I just don't think there's really much to argue about there unless you are Ryan Lowe who seems to want an argument he had a right proper go at one of his one or two of his players at one point he was throwing the ball because Archie Gray went uh, skinned a couple of them and I don't know if he's probably like you're letting a teenager um, make you look like chumps but yeah chucking the ball down it was shouting at them both and the player um, one of them did look quite like surprised shocked miffed um, but not exactly motivated as if he was a whole yeah boss yeah that's well um, Wedgebot just to say Wedgebot in the comments is saying it was never a foul by Rodan never ever so I'm prepared to take that as yeah yeah. Wedgebot is the man comprehensive did you you have a look at referee Wedgebot no you didn't I wanted to know because I was thinking just back to Ryan Lowe by the way I was thinking he had a scum face I've now realised it's a scouse face he's got. Ah, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like He was being a dick earlier in the game as well. First half, he refused to give the ball to Archie Gray for a throw-in as well. Mm. He had it in his hand and he's like, oh, you get it. Mm. Pathetic. Grow up. Oh, exciting development. I've just had an email from every saying they're expecting my parcel, which oh. could, could mean it arrives. Oh, it might It might not. But back, back to the game. Um, yeah, I like that um, I like that he's upset. That well, makes that, me pleased because because their approach was to try and upset us and, and to disrupt us, wasn't it? And it's disrupted him. His mojo has been disrupted. And on handballs, did they keep a handball outside the box? I was miles away from it to see that, but I have heard that said. Well, let's, looked, let's, 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 let's throw to wedge, Wedgebot. It looked very close to me. I, I thought it was outside the box. Right. Certainly bits of him were outside of the box. His whole body was definitely not in the box. Well, um, yeah, he was well out of I don't know which part of it, it, it touched. Dan James was really funny during that spell because it seemed to be... Um, a few situations where Preston just sort of let the ball to each other mm. and then Dan James just came motoring in. He was like, I'll have that. Mm. Yeah. And he was pretty, uh, he was unlucky with that. Um, it was oh, one where he, he got the lob the chip. Yeah. and that went over and then that one was when the ball bounced to Bamford and he couldn't quite get the shot so it was cleared off before it got near the line. Mm. Really, but it was kind of funny watching Dan causing all those problems. And he, um, the, it was, I'm trying to, I think it was Ali McCann who, um, tried to break him in two on the touchline in the first half mm. when he got a yellow card for it. And I'd like to see that again because that didn't oh, look like... The body check type Yeah, one. it mm. didn't look... I mean, it looked... There's body checks and body checks and that was a pretty strong one. But what I liked about it was Dan James sort of 
um, got straight up as if you wanted to fight and then <laughs> backed away from it. So oh, I'm not going to bother with this. And then um, after the player got booked, he sort of turned around and started trying to have a go at Dan James about it. And Dan James was like, well, I didn't even go down. <laughs> but I haven't done anything. It's not like, you faked that. And then he was like, well, I didn't. I stood up to it and it was pretty... Uh, Pretty good going, unlike it. I'd like to see Ruter's yellow card as well for mm. diving as to what had gone on there. So I think he we went Wedgebot to give us some more information. I thought he went down easily, but mm. equally... He might have just been avoiding a tackle. And it equally felt like he did give free kicks for similar things on several occasions. But then... Yeah. Whereas on, not, that, on, the, that, on that time, he, he decided against it. And there was one ludicrous dive that they did. And it was... I can't who it was at the other end. But it was someone who was far too tall and shit looking to be diving. It looked like a centre-back decided to do one. Yeah. You know, you can just see someone, it's like kind of like a shot giraffe kind of <laughs> thing going on. You're like, do you go out shooting giraffes? It sounds like the thing Ken Bates would have done in his younger years. Yeah, I can't afford it. I'd love, I'd love to do it, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just too expensive. Yeah. Too expensive. Where would you aim? Neck? <laughs> Big target. Big target. Big target. <laughs> it was Ledson's tackle, on, well, tackle on Groif as well that kicked off all the... Mm. That, was that a red? I mean, that could have been a red. I thought it looked pretty strong. He looked like he he came horizontally at him when yes. when he knew there was zero possibility of him getting the ball. And I think from that point onwards, I think Joe Roden wanted to win as well because mm. he went. Um, I don't know. If we need to look and see whether he's got any previous problems with Ryan Ledson, but he was right into the middle of it. Somehow managed to escape getting booked. Bamford got booked for that one. I don't know if it's just because he's more famous. And then. Um, Bamford got booked in, in that because I think the ref was like I keep, I book, keep booking their players I really need to book a Leeds player yeah. I'm just going to pick on someone One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why United Healthcare offers flexible budget friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at UH1.com Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, let's should we wrap up some of the... Because uh, we've got people in the comments on YouTube who are helping us with our um, perceptions. And of these, the, are, these are all fair-minded people. Abs- exactly. Objectivity is what this show is all about. Um, Richard, thank you, is saying that the Ruter, Bamford and Furpo yellows were all nonsense. That's fine. Good. Uh, with regards to Ruter, uh, Biggie T is saying that it got kicked in the right shin. It wasn't a dive. Um, and then Lee is also saying, didn't dive but looked dramatic. Mm. Yeah. It looked from a distance. It was like one of those where you kind of the foul or you get tackled and you just 
you're not diving to try and win it, but you're just like, oh, I'm going down, so I'll just go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you end up sliding. Like, what's the most fun way to fall is almost the way to, um, I hope you're thinking about it. Yes. The, ref- the referee was absolutely shit. It, yeah. I was going to say, it's funny, we isn't really, it? We really have to draw attention to just how bad he was. Well, on David that, Webb. On that, it, it says a lot, doesn't it, that that's Jason Bourne's original name, isn't it, David Webb? Is right? So maybe he's been released from the programme. Treadstone's finished now. He's out making a new career as, possible. as a as a EFL, shit EFL referee. Mm. Um, now, I was just going to say, it's, it's, it says quite something, doesn't it, Michael, that we've come out of a game where we've been given a 95th minute penalty to win it by the ref mm. for what they're saying is a questionable handball. And we've come away saying the ref was still shit. He just, I don't, I speak as someone who has not played the game at anything like a, a reasonable level, but he just seemed to have a fundamental lack of understanding of what was going on with some things. Like mm. the amount of, would you call it like a pre-foul? You know, like where the, the ball's in the air and their player fouls our player before it actually goes to the first challenge. Yeah, like a little nudge or something. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. amount of... A couple of those, yeah. The amount of like, every every time it was going forward, their attackers would back in and like try and move the defender out of the way and vice versa with the strikers. And he just seems to not notice it at any point in the game. It's like, just fucking watch. what He's, well, he's doing the same He's doing the same move over and over again here. At does, one point, it did make... One of the backing in did make Junior Furpo do like a scalping kick, which was fun. There was he a point, like hook, do a hooky back here. There was a point was at which they lofted a ball forward and it happened right in front of me. And I was like, how's that not being given? And you saw the attacker put his hand into Ampadu's back, which caused him to be thrown mm. off. You know, so he was jumping up for the ball or whatever, just enough to be thrown off, but it wasn't like a proper shove, but he did just enough. The ref saw it and he was like, no. Yeah. Mm. That is a that is objectively a foul. Yeah, there was the one where um, Roden got pushed over and he gave a corner as well. I think. Um, for not noticing things, I quite enjoyed. I think we were winning right at the end in stoppage time. Were we winning? Uh, right at the end in stoppage time. And, for a few um, minutes. Alan Brown off the ball had Ethan Ampadu in a headlock and was not mm. letting him get up. And it was just, it was sort of, it was like to, to just to the left of the referee's eye line. And it's like, you, could, could you not see that there's a, there is a fight, there is an actual just fight going on. And then sort of once he turned around and he saw them both on the floor, stop things and then because he hadn't seen anything he couldn't give anything so he kind of got them both over and he's like I don't know what that was yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I like what you were doing but until you, I uh, see it later yeah, they, they pretty much I think Ethan Ampadu was trying to be more of a lover than a fighter but Alan Brown was um, yeah in full on strangle mode it wasn't good well it was actually hilarious it was great they but, were a dreadful set of bastards though yeah, yeah. It's, un- it's unbelievable that we've played them twice in quick succession they've been like that in both games and we're the ones that ended up with a red card across the two games that's unfair mm. I'm wondering if they thought because sort of those things at the end where it was kicking off um, the tackle on I keep calling it tackle the foul on Grauf that got everybody tackled and I keep calling him Grauf but um, it seemed like that had been building up <laughs> it's because from... there's, there's a Cruyff Grauf difference isn't there so then we've gone Grauf 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 just calling you Jordy Ilya um, it seemed like it had been, like, been building up across both games, but was it particularly touchy before Melier shoved that guy in the face? And he wasn't even playing today, but it seemed like Preston took more of an approach in this game. It was like, oh, well, we wound Melier up and got a red card last time, so we'll do that yeah. from the start mm-hmm. this time. But um, I think... Get in their heads, lads, get in their heads. I'd like to say we we kept our cool very well, but then watching uh, Joe Roden, who is um, <laughs> conspicuously limping, um, like basically after we'd scored and screaming in, he chased the ball down into the south stand holdings and was um, celebrating with the crowd and looked as if I thought Cooper was going to replace him because he couldn't run although he did run very well to sort that out but also head had completely gone mm. in a really good way he wasn't going to 
go and uh, fight anybody. But um, yeah, he he did look like he'd just gone full maniac mode. They kept fouling Rodon today as well when he was running out from the back with it. Like every mm. single time they fouled him, and he was only given as a foul about half the time. But I don't know. This is where I think the ref just was completely failing to get a grip of it because he let it happen a few times. Then it's like, oh, well, we can sort of do that. Yeah, all right. was it a foul on Rodon where the ref booked one of them quite early? It was quite an early booking and I thought, oh, that's set the tone for it. That should hopefully stamp it out a little bit now. Mm-hmm. He's he's made it clear that he won't tolerate for these these shenanigans. To go the other way, Rodon should have been booked after 18 seconds as well. The player got on the wrong side of him and he just hauled him down. <laughs> yeah, in the Premier League, that's a booking, isn't it? The, the, the Premier yeah. League, there was about a dozen bookings before half time in that, including for a lot of stuff that wasn't even good as a, as a free <laughs> how, kick. How many bookings were there in the end? Let me have a, a lot. Look. I mean, I've just remembered the Furpo one where it wasn't given as a free kick. The ref didn't appear to be playing mm. an advantage. Then the ball went out and he decided to book him like after a while. He just, because I think someone was down injured and he went, oh, yeah. it's probably a yellow. Yeah. I've remembered Furbo now. had got there first to the ball like by quite a long way and then the guy turned up and put his ankle in the way. And then we uh, tried and then he got upset about the way we'd given them the ball back Mm-mm. from the throw-in. That was so funny. we made Sam Byram take the throw in again. So he gave his ampadu and ampadu <laughs> was brilliant. Perfect. That was the, the right thing to do. Although he was, he was claiming to the Preston players, he's like, look, I was trying to do it as a goal kick. Psych. Um, that was all quite entertaining. So it was all the thing is, you don't want to give him a goal kick because the, the, that prick had taken half an hour over it again. Yeah. Dan James' goal was good. Yeah. Was really good. Yeah. He's good in the air. And Furpo with another assist. I thought Furpo's cross was brilliant. Yes. It was perfect. At yellow cards, it was four towards six to them in the end. We yeah. didn't have four yet. We should not have had four yellow cards in that game. He was just guessing a lot of the time, wasn't he? I was just what I was going to say before. Like with some of the, the balls that got for throw ins and corners, they just guess. Yeah. And every single corner as well, Rute was basically just being held in place. If you could, I'm going to go back and watch it. It's just, it's just the guy's marker. He's not even watching the ball. Are you going to watch it objectively, Michael? On any of them. He's just, hold, but he just stood holding him, not even watching where the ball's going. Yeah. Fucking nonsense. And at several points, the linesman was looking at it too, and the referee was looking at it. And the, between them, they were like, the ref, the linesman, I'm, I'm was, making a decision. the linesman who was in front of the East Stand had a bit of a nervous day. I think yeah. there were quite a few times he just looked at the ref and was like, "Can you, can decide, you tell Dad? me if that's a that yep, that way? I'm going to go that way. Yeah. I'm going to wait for you to do it." Maybe he's wind affected. Looked quite blustery on that. It side. was blustery. Hold the flag as well, so Groove can take the corner. I'm not sure if that's a, not allowed. Could you, you could you could do what you used to do at school and put your finger on the ball as well to keep it in place. That's what the liner should have done. <laughs> Just keep it, keep just it laid on, his, laid on his stomach. Yeah, just let his stomach like that. Put his finger out. Just hold the ball still for him, because then it wouldn't. It would save time on having mm. to retake, replace the ball. Sorry, wouldn't it for the for the corner? Good job, uh, Lucy from Peanuts is not an official in the EFL. Mm. The um, the tackles won stats. Just seeing that they won twenty one tackles to our six, which goes to show the sort of contrasting uh, approaches towards mm. the game, doesn't it? And uh, we um, we made more clearances than them. They did more blocks than us. All very exciting, isn't it? The way growth. Opened up the other side of the pitch um, and then passed it to... Did he go straight to Somerville? I think he did. And then Somerville's ball. I thought he'd overhit it, but I think he mm. actually put a lot on it so that Furpo, when he got there, would just be able to first time it over. Um, Tom, Dan James, surprisingly good in the air. Just, he, I noticed he was winning headers on the edge of the mm. penalty area as well. I don't know if... Was it header he scored with? It was. Yes, yeah. it was. He's, he's great in there. He was, I thought, actually, yeah, Dan James was probably our best player today. Yeah, he was really good. I think he got man of the match on the tally. Did he? Yeah. Well deserved. He was just caused some problems the whole time and yeah. also was helped out defensively well. I was going to say, because you could argue that in the away game at Preston, he didn't track back as well as perhaps mm-hmm. we've seen him do in recent times to help Archie out against that uh, young man who was causing him problems in the away game. He put in some great crosses. Archie Gray put in one absolutely beautiful cross as well. It was pretty, um, we were making some good chances in the first 
20 minutes. It's a shame, one, that we decided to give them a gold star, two, that we weren't um, popping more of those in the net, but it did make for a very exciting finish. That prick didn't get booked for pushing out your grains to the advertising boards either, did he? No. That was a snide little move that mm. it was very clearly deliberate. The ball had already gone out of play and he just went, fuck off. Went full McGinn. Go into the, go into the boards. Bullying a child. Would you book him? Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I can't believe I've won and I'm so, still so annoyed about the ref thinking back about the various things he just completely failed to deal with yeah and Dan but James Dan James's chip yeah Lee's just mentioned the chip like yeah. uh, I was right behind that I was like oh please he did he he, he played a through ball to himself in that as well yeah. didn't he yeah because <laughs> he passed he tried passing it to Pamford who didn't quite get to it and he just went yep. carried on straight through Bamford was fun today wasn't he Bamford, was I thought it was good yeah I thought it was good in front of goal some of the composure was yeah. not it's typical Bamford wasn't it but he didn't, really? he didn't yeah. have any I don't think he had any good chances did he no, there were the, there was two in the second half with both him and Piru. They both had um, balls through where you're thinking just shoot. There was one in particular. Piru was probably a more glaring one when I think Urute kind of popped it off for him, and he's running through the middle of got and you're like, this is where he arrives, and you want him to. I think one touch fine, and then you want him to just left foot shoot. But um, he started dawdling a little bit, so we ended up. There was some dawdling was the, the enemy with both mm. him and Bamford. Where like, just, you saw what happened at Peterborough. Just take a shot. It ends up in the stands. We like Johnny Alioski. We'll like you. It's fine. But um, if it doesn't, it could be in the top corner. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got access to the internet there, uh, Michael? Are you, uh, yes. Are, are you on Twitter at all? I can be. Yeah, because oh, do you want me to just show you on my laptop? I'd, I'd like you to read out Daniel Farker's uh, comment here, please, if you could. If I, I'll, there you go. It's, there you go. So this is, this is uh, Mark Wilson Radio said, Asked Farker post-match how he remained so calm after the penalty went in, and he said... <laughs> he said... <laughs> Believe me, the fire was burning inside, but the game was exhausting and I was tired. I wanted to dance on the table if it was necessary to stay focused. Thank you very much. There you go. I think next time we score a late penalty, somebody should bring a table out. <laughs> Don't give him a choice. <laughs> With some cake on it, preferably. Yeah, maybe um, a pole. Just going back to the very, very start of the game, how did you feel about that early goal going in? Because I... I felt bad about it, Dan. I'll be honest. Yeah, I didn't no, like it. Negative. I, was, I, I would have no. preferred it if we'd either scored it or not conceded it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that wraps that up there. No, I meant in the context, that's the wider context of the season in that we've been fairly impervious at home, particularly, you know, since we got that early wobble out of the way. Um, and there's that nagging thing, isn't there, as a Leeds fan, where you think we're always capable of doing something a bit Leedsy sometimes. There's always that fixture that you think at some point we're going to trip up and do something daft and concede a stupid goal or lose a stupid game. And, I've, and I wondered with that early goal, I thought, oh, is this the one? Is this where it all starts to go wrong and they start to drag us into a battle, which is what they tried to do, obviously. We've had a look, we've had these games before, haven't we, this season? I'm sure we've had, like, like Middlesbrough, there was a spate of early goals, wasn't there? And mm. it's, it's, we've done a lot of the, It happened, in, happened in another time. game, didn't it? We've loved a stoppage time goal at the end of both halves as well. Yeah, Swansea scored in the first minute as well. That's the one I'm, that's the one I'm reaching yeah. for. Yeah. We've not been exactly sensible at times and it was just a it was just a scruffy old mess of a thing wasn't it and uh, I don't know exactly I have wondered with the stoppage time stuff if there's a, a reason like can you put like put your finger on something and um, if there was a reason I think and I'll have to go for it again and go for it watch it again but I think <laughs> that came from what I think is a sort of a persistent problem is that we're just quite bad at throw-ins yeah um, we are my dad always mentions this yeah and that one, I think, was thrown. Archie takes them on that side, and then it was to Bamford, and Bamford was crowded out, lost the ball, and that's when Roden had to bring the guy down. There's the free kick, and then the free kick goes over, mm-hmm. and it just becomes 
um, a mess. But it wasn't long after that in the first, um, the third minute, Farker kind of let a ball roll past him. Bamford had to go and get it for a throw in. Then there was a delay because the referee wanted a, a balloon popping. Then Bruce had stamped on that balloon really angrily. Then Archie, well, it was because the referee was like, we're not playing until this balloon is popped. I mean, there's two other balloons. We're not dealing with them all. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then Archie had the throw and then um, we just lost the ball and it seems to, um, uh, you know, I mean, Jesse Marsh probably made like bigger dents in Bielsa ball than anything that's happened since. But I do remember the days when we take a throw in and the entire, it felt like the entire team was all running into different positions and stuff. Whereas now it's just kind of, um, I keep looking at the other players looking at Archie and I'm like, is he, is he 18 yet? Yeah. He's had his yeah, birthday. Not yet. You've just reminded me of something else I didn't like about the referee. I'm sure this won't be the case when you see his face, but he'd look like Jesse Marsh from a distance. I was thinking, right. there's something about his, his the way he moved. And the, as the way it, he moves? I was just thinking, you little prick. Did he <laughs> The whole time. Was it as if he was wearing incredibly like spray on 501s? <laughs> you, should do, you should get more referees in jeans. Yeah. I mean, maybe... It, well, they used to wear like, they used to wear like blazers, didn't they, and suits and mm-hmm. stuff back in the back in the day when it all kicked off the old Corinthian spirit and all that. Um, do it again, bring it back. It's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah we could tidy up throw-ins then. I think set pieces in general. I was on. I was sitting next to. You if you want to get the gantry bell out, uh, Burley Banksy made the point when Furpo took the free kick. He was like, "Gantry, why do we do anything more interesting with the free kicks? Because it is generally just either Peru or Bamford or Somerville will go. Oh, I'm going to hit this. And today it was Furpo. It was like, "I'm going to hit this." And they never go in. So um, I do wonder, and the corners do seem to be, we get ourselves into a bit of a mess defensively. All the attacking corners seem to be overhit. There were some pretty good ones. Ruta had a good quite, chance, uh, didn't he? Grove put one right into his head. Yeah. It was, very, was very the wind. wind I was going to say, it was very windy today, yeah, mm. as we saw from the, the ball rolling out of the uh, quadrant. No, it's, it's interesting that, because um, yeah, my dad's been mentioning that for mm. a couple of weeks, like saying, are we really bad at throwings? Because I, like exactly the same thought. I remember the ones under Bielsa where there was like three of them at all running little triangles and there'd yeah. always be an option and, and they didn't, but they end up kind of doing that default, um, throwing it to the man who's nearest to them, who gives it back to them, but badly more often mm. than not. I know it's great. Sometimes it takes ages over him because he's just looking, going, looking for an option. I've yeah. got no one to throw it to. Eh? Yeah, I don't know what anyone? to do. I'm anyone? A, I'm a child. It's, those are the moments when he looks <laughs> really young. Where he's, um, I think it's one of the things he finds toughest is trying to take a throw in. Um, speaking of Groif, uh, Cruyff, his namesake always used to. Um, he took throw-ins because people would give the ball and people were like, why are you taking throw-ins? You're brilliant. And you'd be like, well, because the first, they give the ball back to me and I'm unmarked. Yeah. And it's and it's about getting it moving early, isn't it? Because we often seem to wait with throw-ins and then let everybody get into position and then not quite know what to do. It's the same thing with um, Melier and the old punching thing, which I noticed there was a big... Yeah. Um, a, a when big, he, should, he should have caught that though. Well, it's, it's 50-50 because if he, if he catches it and then he doesn't, um, immediately release it on the counter attack. Everyone's like, "What are you fucking holding onto it for?" So I don't catch it and then immediately win. release it. Yeah, well, so I did. just about being switched on. I mean, you're okay. you'd coach that's it. Well, that's what that's what I, just catch I, it. I think know? the punch, the thing with the punch was it went to one of their players on the edge of the box mm. as well. So you have to go. Well, it's not really worked out because you've put us back under pressure. That's not exactly yeah. worked out very well. It's one thing if you get it really far clear and we can break or whatever. I will say they looked shit today when we just leathered it forward and chased after it yeah because mm. they weren't very comfortable on the ball and I think like that's maybe a legitimate way of getting at some teams yes. it's, ju- it's just twatting it really and, high and, and really long that's what, long that's what Bam- Bamford occasionally offers doesn't he like, just mm. putting the striker on, the centre half on the back foot well that's how it's, that's how the ball ended up um, when the, the goalkeeper was outside his area because Ampadu tried to play a long pass from wide curving it round 
to Bamford. Was that the one that went uh, to James? Was it? Yeah, and then Bamford was like, I think I'm offside and also that's nowhere near me. And the ball was just kind of rolling and then Dan James from um, probably his own half. So I reckon I can get that. Yeah. Interesting what Paul's just saying in the comments on YouTube. Uh, Mez is instructed not to play out quickly. Farker prefers build-up. It is obvious that we, he does do that. Like, yeah. there's, there's a, I guess there's a, there's a lower risk of, of losing the ball, isn't there, in another turnover in possession. There's kind of an instinct sometimes where he looks like he's going to throw it. Then he just goes, oh, no. No, no, yeah. no, no. I think no. I wonder about if whether corners are a different case though, because on that chance, once we blocked, after we punched it and they had the shot, once we blocked it, we had a counter attack straight from there, and everybody was like, "Boom, let's go forward!" Because um, all there, because a corner is a situation where you basically got all uh, ten of their outfield players pretty much around our box, and if you can get over them really quickly, slightly different to if they're all kind of starting. If there's only six of their players attacking, um, and a bunch of them are back, and you're getting Melier, that kind of starting a quick counter in that situation, there's not really much room to do it in. But from a corner, I think if you can get them turned around and chasing back towards goal, Somerville, James, it could mm. be pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, just got to punch better and maybe catch it. And but maybe also just don't boo him if he doesn't catch it. It kind of feels counterproductive. But just uh, just wrapping up on the sort of touch. His save was really good. Yes, the touchiness. Um, of the game that Farkas said it was like it was a bit of a battle to stay cool in the circumstances with lots of tackles flying in and whatnot and um, yeah on the penalty he sent a message from the bench carried by Rodon that Peru should take it he's one of our best finishers if not the best ice goal I think there it's was like vanilla ice I think there was a bit of a, a mix up there because the bench were, it seems like the bench were panicking yeah but then I think on the pitch they knew what was going on it yeah was, all, all the two of them did anyway yeah I think between them than you because uh, we were saying before we? like Piru was stood at the edge of the D but with, I think his, also, with his body on, shape ready to take it on like, the bench still probably looking at Pat Bamford with the ball in his hands and going no yeah. no let someone else and they, they, was, they were screaming trying to signal that Bamford shouldn't take it and then they, they made Roden run to the bench and then Roden was sprinting up but then Roden got kind of about 10 yards away from Bamford and it looked like he'd never actually delivered the message because the swap over happened and I couldn't tell if he'd shouted it from a distance yeah. which would maybe give him the game away if all the Preston players there he's like don't give it it so because um, you'd, you'd fully expect Preston to start shithousing and trying to get in someone's ear wouldn't mm. you under those circumstances so it, yeah. ma- it made sense to me anyway from and Bamford looked delighted in all the uh, in the um, celebrations as he's, um, he's pe- beating Piru's chest like it's a cheap xylophone <laughs> um, so. it's funny well, I was going to say the artwork for the show that's on um, on YouTube it, it's a great photo of Piru just like celebrating the goal but it just caught Bamford at a moment where he looks like he's glaring at him a little bit so rest assured it was just a just a mere slip up by the photographer I think but um, Farkas saying these are the best wins of the season we've had electrifying electrifying home performances with many goals but where games were done at half time uh, sorry but somewhere games were done at half time but to win this game um, when you have problems and start too slow these are season defining moments that's interesting isn't it it could be if only those fucking babies at the first, second, or third place would stop winning games all the time, it well, does make yeah. a big difference. Because if we, if it was a point, it would be six points without South, mm. Southampton, wouldn't it? And, and you, you're then looking at playoffs, aren't you? Realistically, just you know, well, I know a lot can change, and we've got them on the last day of the season. But you know, given the gap, yeah. it's difficult. I know, I know we've got Norwich as well this week, so and we have been here before, haven't we? In the in second place with a team, a Daniel Farker team chasing us down, and that demoralising thing of. I feel like there were several times in that first BLC season where I'd get onto the low fields thinking Norwich had drawn. You check your phone, you're like, fucking hell, Pookie scored in yeah, the 90, 90, 97th yeah. minute. Bloody hell. And you like, it's just a relentless chase. So at least we're, you know, we're giving ourselves a chance. Yeah, we? absolutely. And uh, if we get there, if we get over the line, imagine how good it's going to feel, particularly if it is that final day. It is all, uh, it's all shaping up, isn't it? We divert the open top bus through Preston. 
Mm. Maybe, maybe. Graham Smith has uh, generously given the ref four out of ten. I don't know what for. I mean, the late pen- giving us a late penalty. That's a good, that was good. I did enjoy that bit. Mm. Anyway. How did you manage to get us all the way through a YEP gallery that you can actually see the, the ref score? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's... Whoever it was, has, uh, yeah, has answered uh, 14 surveys and has <laughs> finally got Oh, there. somebody's done it for you, okay. Oh. You know, the fans on that person's laptop are probably... Oh, no, just an update. It was That was the Preston Boxing Day game. They've only just got to the end of the, uh, the gallery now on the YEP. Hey. hey. I saw Graham today. He's grown a beard. Has he? Mm. Ah, good. Not, not a proper beard, no. but you know, that sort of a beard. Stubbly. Is it going for, he should go for a beard, but without a tash. Yes. <laughs> the classic look. <laughs> look like um, right, should we wrap it up there then? Because we're talking silliness now. Um, we're going to record with Phil after this, get the reaction from Phil from the, from the press box. We'll find out what Smith was on about. Um, see what Phil made of it all. That's to come out on Monday. Some more sniping at Preston. That's one of the most disgusting kits I've ever seen. Ah, yeah. It was full Macron stripe. I quite like the colour. Did you? Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. No, it was too close to white. It was. It reminded me a little bit of QPR when they turned up in that very pale mint green. It's mm. yellow, but not very. Yeah. Piss yellow. It's all right. It's somewhere between the Karma Gold and the Hearing Aid Beige that baits. Light dehydration. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't know, that'd be a dark piss. Mm. No, yeah. no, just mild dehydration, not complete dehydration when, mm. you, when you're pissing Lucozade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's the end of that then, isn't it? We'll um, we'll catch up with you for all this stuff, other stuff through the week. Good propaganda potentially this week as well. Hopefully, hopefully, could, could be good. We'll see you in a bit. Cheers for joining us. The match ball. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.